I'm Matt Bronger. This might help. I am not a doctor. This might help. I'm not a professional. Let's have fun. This honestly is a good time. I'm Matt Bronger. This might help the podcast. Hey, welcome to This Might Help, the advice podcast that doesn't know why the hell it gives advice. As I always say, this is for fun. I do it for kicks, shits and giggles, as they say. Uh, if you actually need some real, real clinical help, get it. I get it. I have a therapist and I check in on my mental health. So you should too. But this is for entertainment. That said, uh, let's get on with the hoo-hahs and who knows, we just might help. But again, it's kind of like a weird pill you take at a party. It might. I don't know. We'll see, but here we go. Uh, today, I have, I have an old friend who is younger than me, and that was one of the ways we initially bonded. God, the almost 20 years ago we first met, uh, going um, to shows together and having a fun one where we went out to the valley once to a weird show at the back of a pizza parlor or bar or something to serve pizza. Uh, everybody, welcome my friend Jonah Rodriguez. Jonah Ray Rodriguez. I didn't know how exactly you wanted me to say your exact. Oh, uh, either way is fine. <clears throat> the, uh, the, uh, it's, you know, the last, the last name is tricky because, and it's a reason I never really used it when I started signing up for open mics is because it's pronounced Rodriguez, like Rodriguez, oh. you know, um, which is the Portuguese pronunciation, how they do it in Hawaii. Uh, so it's, uh, so when I, when I first started signing up for open mics, I would put Jonah, Jonah Ray Rodriguez and I would get brought up as a, uh, Jonah Ray Rodriguez and then feel the need that I like had to explain why I looked like I do <laughs> and, uh, and had that name. So I just was like, I'll just go with Jonah Ray, which is alarmingly much wider than Jonah Ray Rodriguez. Yeah. Yeah, but I always, I mean, it always struck me, Jonah Ray, you know, it sounds like a, a laser ray, you know, it sounds yeah. like a, like a, a, for want of another term, music or comedy nerd name. Yeah, it really, it really, really is. Who uh, this? Jonah Ray. Oh, I love his stuff. I, I, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's like, it's like, I've heard of him. That's the, uh, <laughs> exactly. exactly. But uh, I don't, I don't think it was the Valley that, that pizza, uh, the pizza box, uh, show i think that was i mean it might have been san gabriel valley i remember kind of going east yes you're right i just remember it was very very far very far it was, it was a crazy drive where i was like all right you know an unnecessary drive these days yeah i had um kyle buchanan on who now writes for the new york times he just wrote that book blood sweat and chrome about uh, fury road and he was one of the guys i used to uh bang around la with with uh with canane and stuff and we were kind of talking about how like <laughs> grateful we had those the stupid times the stupid broke days you know yeah no it's it's a you know i think it's um super important um mm -hmm. and of course we didn't appreciate it at the time no. you know we were upset about the rich kids doing the open mics the you know <laughs> there's still like very much a class war going on of course um you of know course. with the idea of just it's like i have to get off of work then jet over to the open mic right you got you got to ride all day yeah you know? yeah 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 and and uh the um you know at, at the time actually the this was kind of a plus the dudes who were dane cookites whose mm -hmm. agents were like look we're not getting into the auditions we want you know a great way to get in front of people comedy clubs and these dudes had never done comedy and they're just up there talking about 
you know, dating hot chicks or whatever, and they're not funny guys, and you just see them immolate on stage. It was it was fun for like two minutes, and then you're like, I'm watching someone kill themselves slowly. This is yeah, and now it's happening on the other side of some of their careers, where you see, you know, Jeremy Piven doing stand up all the time. Yep. Yeah, going on the road uh, and having five or six comics open for him, I assume non uh, unpaid, and he'll do like twenty minutes. There's yeah. a few. There's a few, and like he's kind of the the <laughs> the, the the banner that is like that is referenced the most. But there's a few of them. There's a few yeah. of them who aren't doing the acting work they used to, and they're like, oh, this is how this is what I'll do now. And they're doing. They're all doing like a max of twenty minutes. Like you know what's what's wild about that too is that like I I completely get it you know there's mm -hmm. there's that thing where you know you're doing stand-up and then you know you see someone kind of break really big and then you still see him doing stand-up and you're just like what i mean at least i i've always been like why you did it <laughs> you got you got the thing but it's mm -hmm. um uh you know i i just know for uh some people it's about just kind of having something that's exactly theirs because also you know you've acted so much and, you know mm -hmm. so so vibe it's like you kind of um lose a bit of your own agency when yeah. you're just acting, you're just sitting around oh, in a trailer, yeah. you go and do your lines, you come back, you're told where to stand, what to do. Yeah. You cannot, and you, you forget that even though there was an incredible art to acting, there is, um, it's a, you know, it's, it's always for something else and some, someone else's as opposed to. Oh, hundred percent. I mean, it famously like, um, I think it was Vince Vaughn in Rudy. He has like two lines. And the director was looking at him and another guy, you know, it's down to two guys. And some woman came up who worked on the show, might've been a PA. And she pointed at the other guy, not Vince, and was like, that guy is so hot. And the director's like, well, I'm not casting him now. And that's how Vince Vaughn got two lines in Rudy. And that led, you know, it's just like, wow. you know, I mean, I was just up for something. It was me and two other guys. I tested, I, you know, locked the deal. And it was like, that'd be nice money to have, you know, mm -hmm. like a, a series regular on a sitcom uh, pilot. And then I got the phone call yesterday. I didn't get it, but I was like, yeah, that's expected. This hurts, but I know, I, I knew it was coming. And the cool thing was I found out uh, one of the guys that's still in the running is a dude I fucking love who I never see that often. And he's egoless. And he's been in a bunch of stuff and I, I'll see him pop up and stuff and I'll be like, oh, fuck yeah, dude. You know, yeah. like, it, it just is. I mean, I call getting acting work winning a, a decent scratch ticket. Yeah. That's about how often it happens. Yeah, it's you know? it's uh, it, the process. And that's why you see, you know, the people who are actor actor guys that we know, mm -hmm. like my friend Malcolm Barrett, like, you know, he started wow. a like a theater like okay, and right. does and like has a has a group that he He'll write with them. They'll put up plays. They'll, you know, the, sometimes he'll direct yeah. them. Sometimes he'll just produce them. Sometimes he'll star in them. They'll do variations on, you know, weird like Shakespeare stuff. Like it's a uh, yeah, and it's not comedy. It's like it's just act, and like and he, you know, even I was talking to another dude once about. He's like, if I'm not on a show, I'm in a class. You yeah, know, it's uh, it's like about the doing to them because they know there's to wait around and then to all of a sudden be in a game. You're not gonna you're no not gonna nail no. It. I I'm always. I hit a point maybe six, seven years ago where I had two pilots done for the same show and it got shot down and I was so crushed. I was for almost a year. I was like, I'm not fucking general. I'm not writing shit. I'm not, mm -hmm. I'm just audition. And of course that, go that never goes anywhere. You have to always kind of be doing something, you know? Yeah. So it's, I, I love that story about like, Oh, I'm just going to do, I'm just going to have this theater and, and collaborators and stuff. I'm always kind of like, mm, what would I like to see made? 
while also kind of paying attention to, okay, what fits the marketplace right now a little bit. That's about 10%. The, the stuff I want to make is 90, you know? Yeah. So I have like a couple things I'm going to be taking out pretty soon. Who knows if they'll ever sell, but you kind of just have to. Yeah. While at the same time maintaining your mental health and your life, you know? Yeah, yeah. It's, um, you know, in in the end of it, it's like just the creating part is the part that we should really be getting the most mm -hmm. out of. And it's yeah. hard because especially within the confines of the showbiz we do, it's, uh, you know, it's it's the most what I can, you know, maybe there's another version, but like what I feel is the most like capitalistic version of art um, uh -huh. that's ever yeah. existed. And yeah. and so it's a, it's odd to kind of you get put in a position mentally where you're equating, you know, just the joy of doing something with it being a failure because it right. didn't make you money or get bigger or was seen by more people, you know yeah oh yeah no it's and it's i mean i have uh <laughs> you know the song welcome to the boomtown by david and david you know that song? i don't think so it's a late 80s song like it kind of a i guess you'd kind of call it like an indie you know it's real real moody kind yeah. of song and the uh the chorus is like i said welcome welcome to the boomtown but everybody he's singing about has a horrible life and it's all people in la it's a woman living in a beautiful house with bars on the door and she's always doing coke. And there's mm -hmm. a dude who, you know, uh, uh, his handsome Kevin got a little off track, took a year off from college and he never went back. Handsome and, Kevin does sound like a guy you would have in one of, a character you would have in one of your bits. Yes, handsome you Kevin. You handsome Kevin over here. A, I would call that, I would call a handsome guy that to fuck with him. Yeah, like, and, <laughs> but he's like, he deals dope out of Denny's and that's the end of Kevin's, verse and it's like i said welcome <laughs> so, so now that song i'd forgotten about that song i found the album on vinyl in ann arbor when i was there this weekend and i bought it and i was like man get this part or not all weekend i was being considered for this role yeah i'm fucking throwing that on the turntable and blaring it because it fits either way but mm -hmm. it'll be better if i don't get it to, and i was like sure sure as you're born fucking didn't get it go in the house i get laundry i start folding it in the baby's room and throw that on and i was just laughing because yeah. it's like it's one of those things where this business is so incredibly fucked up it you you have it's it's almost like being a i don't know like a homicide detective with a dark sense of humor you have to laugh at it because it's just yeah like, <laughs> i mean even like people like there's there's things we know we have you know, when it comes to, and we won't name names or anything like that, but when it comes to the show community, there's people we literally know that those parts were written for. Yeah. And those people did not get those parts. Yeah. And you they know, still I told you names. I was, right? No. Yeah. Dean Bronger was in the oh. original script Dan Harmon wrote, and the network was like, lose this guy. <laughs> <laughs> like immediately. But it was like, that was when it, that was when it was just, he just had a, he'd sold a show. Yeah. We didn't know it was going to be on the air. And when it came on the air, I was like, okay, the dude playing the Dean, I forget that he's a, he's a groundlings guy. He's awesome. Yeah. You know, that, it's not like someone is who there looks like me or something. or yeah. And like he's me. also an Academy Award winning writer. Yeah. It's just, you know, like it, 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 it happened, but yeah, that, that happened for a, a bunch of us. And it just, I mean, I, I, uh, used to work with people that it, it was the funniest thing. I auditioned for this part three times and I was told it was written for me. And I'm like, why do I keep going in? And then I, the, the agents I work with were horrible people. And um, it's funny, I was just talking to Kyle about, cause he used to work with them too. And you know, anyway, la la la. But yeah. 
I, I, I met the producer of that show, that TV show that I will not mention, uh, years later. And I was like, he's like, oh yeah, you came in for blah, blah, blah. I was like, I was like, yeah, fuck the so-and-so said that was like, it's weird not to get a part that was written for you. And he goes, wait, they told you that? Oh no. Like, yeah. He's like, okay. Okay. And he didn't say it wasn't, but it's like, he was like, that's a weird thing to tell somebody. Maybe even if it someone is. never told him and it was probably bullshit to me too. You know? Yeah. Like, yeah. You just, it's just, yeah. it's like to get to, 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 to you, like, you stopped doing stand-up yeah. because it depressed you. Yeah. Which I respect to no end. Because there are moments where it depresses me, but it's like, do I ever kind of want to quit quit? No, not completely. There are times where it's it's brutal or I'm on the road and I'm I'm kind of like, I don't want to do it. But once I get, I get in the flow, I'm like, okay, cool. Yeah. Mostly because I'm not playing a lot of the gigs or type of gigs I used to play mm -hmm. where it's just like, well, there's four bachelorette parties. Everyone's fucked up. The show didn't start till 11. Good luck. Yeah. You know, I just, I'm not in that situation anymore, which is nice. But, you know, I totally get it. And you're fucking doing MST3K and doing Yeah. Stuff. Well, you're, you know, it's, it's an odd thing. Marie Kendo would say sparks joy. Yeah, it's uh, because I, I would see, you know, like having friends like you and other friends of ours, like, you know, Rory um, Scoble is yeah. another example. It's just yeah. like uh, friends of ours that just love it. They mm -hmm. love it. And um, I would I was always going in my head like I was like, eventually I'm going to learn to love it. Eventually it will hurt less. And I, it was this thing where I even, you know, it's even when like it's like like when I mentioned it to our, Moshe and I was like, uh, I was like, yeah, I'm kind of easy. He's like, he's like for real this time or are you just saying it again and like it just mentioned it like when we were in montreal one year and i was just like i was like i am done with this i just can't i don't know it just i it just yeah. and but it always kind of worked out enough to where i felt i needed to keep on doing it because uh -huh. all the other opportunities i got were because of me doing stand-up and but Whoa. it just hurt every single time like i would have a bad show and it hurt i would have a good show and i would walk away just feeling like shit. and it was yeah and i just like but i was like i was like but i was also doing better than other people that you know that i knew sure and it's like i was like who am i to deny this right. opportunity in this yeah. you know uh, maybe i just have to come around to it yeah you know it, it treats mm -hmm. me so good not good all the time but it's been treating me pretty you know it was an abusive relationship yeah. i was in with stan yeah. <laughs> yeah absolutely i mean it is what, what was dana gould's thing about like the, the stereotype that all um, comedians are have are, are, are terrible people or broken and all that stuff. He's like, yeah, you can't say all, but there is something to be said about what motivates someone to get on a stage and beg strangers for love. You know, like it's, <laughs> yeah, kind of like I, I got into it and because I love it, but I stay with it because it's there. Yeah, it's a market. You cannot say the same thing about almost any other job in, in showbiz in terms of performance. Mm -hmm. And in terms of, I mean, absolutely not in terms of the freedom, but in terms of, you know, I'm not going to play uh, a lot of the comedy clubs in America because there's only 52 weekends to a year. That's mm -hmm. just a fact. And there's a billion comedians roughly, you know. Um, but I'll play a lot of fucking cities. I'm going to have a schedule, you know. I'm not going to starve. I'm yeah. not going to have to, uh, you know, take a day job, which is you just have this thing turning. Training. You have the yeah. thing turning while you're writing, while you're, you know, yes. Um, yes. acting, auditioning, raising a kid, you know, being I a know. husband. It's like it's like you have this thing that kind of mm -hmm. turns. And um, 
and you know it's that's that's super important to have too it's always because yeah. you have to kind of stay creative because you if you you can't let that atrophy mm -hmm. in any in any form it's like you know you have to stay creative in some way because it'll just help and facilitate the creativity in other you know sections and yeah, exactly and i don't like regret doing stand-up at all i mean like i said like it's like mm -hmm. i've made the friends of my life doing it right. i've made a career getting to do the stuff i've always wanted to do mm -hmm. um and it's like and i still and it's a skill set that i i can still utilize you totally. know um with like you know directing kerbrano or special yeah. directing kyle special coming up like yeah. it's a it's like you know I, i'm able to now have this like knowing what the audience is like knowing what like right. you know i was always like i loved watching my friends that was another aspect i got to watch <laughs> yeah, like yeah. great comedy all the time and then now being in a position going like it's like hey like it's like there was a thing with kurt where he was kind of doing a preamble about like littering in the 70s just to get to a story about him littering like uh okay and yeah. i knew that i i know that tendency to kind of like set the stage for people right. and i was like i remember just being like it's like i would have done that too i would have like stayed too long in the premise and built it out too much i was like you don't need it you can just yeah. cut that out and you can get right to the story do you know i'm the king of that like, <laughs> even even my special i had to be like fucking take that whole chunk out take it out yeah. just be merciless because thankfully i mean i knew to do i mean i we probably it was probably like an hour 10 hour 15 you know because i knew i my fucking like setups like jesus christ like adomian when he met kara uh my wife uh she wasn't then but he he started she's like i hear you do bronger and he started doing an impression of me but all it was was setups that go nowhere. Oh no. And she's fucking howling and I'm like, fuck that hurts. But it's true because I'm like, oh no, no, I have to share this. Oh no, no, I have to share this. Oh, but yeah. there's this. And it's like, dude, just get to the fucking meat. You know what it yeah. is too? I think it's because it's like, you know, you're such an avid reader and it's mm -hmm. like, you, you know, you blaze through books and like, that's what makes books like interesting is right. that like, you can just talk about the yeah. story of this fucking gun like but it has nothing to do with whatever's going to happen it's like and it's a you know even our friend cash who's like that where it's like where it's like he finds uh -huh. he's an avid reader too he finds everything about it interesting and mm -hmm. it's like and you want to tell everyone it's like like because that's how you got to your where your joke is going and right. because it's like and you're like it's like i gotta let you in on the brain and this and that and that and that's but you kind of you you forget that it's like um and you're also kind of worried you want everyone to like really understand the thing but if you just kind yeah. of boil it down and yeah, go like just, set up and punch mm -hmm. and you don't want to go out and have a couple beers and honestly think too much mm -hmm. you know you just want it laid out it's kind of like when you go to one of those uh you know uh prefix degustation meals and there's so much explanation you're like can i just eat the chicken piece yes yeah please i've heard it i've heard the whole thing yeah give like, me a qr code i'll look it up i'll look give me, make it like a museum just the, let me scan the thing and I'll listen to it on my headphones while I'm eating it. Yeah, and I mean, that's why, like, when I, when Kyle told me you were going to direct his special, I was like, awesome, because I knew you could you can go, oh, yeah, I, I would lose all that. I don't really care about, you know, like, sometimes I'll, if I write an essay, I'll ask, like, Gondelman if he has time to look at it. And he'll yeah. always be like, cool. And I remember I wrote this thing about, I forget what it was about, but it was, I had this whole section about how odd, but the reason one one reason for the 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 amount of opioids in america right now is because um the 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 organized crime basically went 
okay, we lost all this money on marijuana getting legalized. So how do we make that back? You know, they're a corporation. Mm -hmm. They're yeah. not going to be, they're not going to be like, oh fuck. Well, we're not doing as well this year. No, they'll yeah, yeah. whole families, you know? So they're like, okay, what is America really digging on? Mm -hmm. Oh, they can't get an opiate pill. Oh, let, oh, the switch to really cheap heroin, you know? And that's why it got flooded because mm -hmm. it's a market because these had these companies that basically were just like Oxycontin everywhere. Yeah. That's not habit farming. Yeah. So, you know, you know it'd be real convenient if you uh, yeah. prescribe some Oxycontin to exactly. you guys right now. Yeah. So I was talking, that's not remembering. I'm, it was, I was actually talking about how a couple of my cousins overdosed and died. And like, he, he, he was like, well, thanks. But he, he was like, the, to the point, so dark. Uh, he was like, I care more about your cousins than this explanation about how all this happened to the country. And I was like, okay, cool. And to me, that part is very fascinating, but it's like, it's for something else. Yeah. Take it out. And it's like, oh yeah, now it's, now it runs smooth. Now it runs smooth. And that's the same thing with a joke. You can look at something Kurt or Kyle or whoever's doing and being like, dude, I love all that, but let's, let's get to it. Let's get to it. Yeah. The next one. And I feel I'm able to do that because I was so, I, I myself was so bad at that. Like, so, like <laughs> yeah. I, cause like I would just go, how can I, why do I do that? I gotta stop doing that. And then. And it's a, it's, you know, I think for me, at least it was uh, a huge source of this anxiety of like not being understood. Um, yeah. You know, it's like, I was like, I got to make sure they understand me. So I got to give them yeah. all the information, every information uh, that I can, like in regards to it. And then the other side of my anxiety with it uh, would be, I would have this long premise and then I would have my one joke. Um, and then I would just go on to the next thing. Yeah, and I think it was like Ron Babcock once called me like Jonah set up Ray, like the you know, same kind of thing where it's like, uh, where it's just like, I, like, I would all of a sudden go like, well, who am I to, you know, ask for more from this premise that I just laid right, out, right, right, you know, right. I got my one laugh. I'm good. I'll go on to the next thing, which makes for a really lopsided uh, comedy set. Yeah, a little bit. And uh, it's, it, I was just thinking about how some of the times we've all gone Oh, I had an idea. And, you know, part of that premise takes off. And you're like, well, I'll go in that direction. And then I'll go here and over here. And here I'm, I'll, 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 I'll share this thought I had. I, and yep. that one just goes, you know, that one like shits the bed. Like, I, I don't think I mentioned this on the show, but I, I went to, when, when Dwyer and I were PAs, there was this girl that we worked with who was like the super cool, um, hip, hip, but awesome person. And she had a super cool girlfriend and, I remember going to her house for a party, like early 2000s, and she was playing like nothing but the cars. And I'm like, I haven't listened to the cars in years. This is awesome. This is the best party music ever. You know, I was like, what a, wow. Yeah. You know, she doesn't care about being cool. That's why she's cool. You know, yeah. now everyone started listening to cars and stuff, but she was like, oh, we're going to go see this uh, show. You guys should go. And we went and it was at the Echo. And I think I'd been there maybe two times before, like not a lot. And it was this um, singer-songwriter uh, who was something, I guess, of like a lesbian icon. And she had this massive audience. And it was all, they were all like in love with her and her music. And it was really good. Mm -hmm. But she would talk a lot between the songs. And she was one of those artists that just like, I just love the love, man. And, you know, just yeah. any thought that came to her head. And you could see her, people were kind of like, all right, great. But can you, can you do another song? You've only done yeah. three songs and talking a lot. Yeah, and she got on this kick where she's like, "Oh my guys, honestly, this feels like camp." And they're like, <laughs> "And she's like, "Yeah." She's like, "Do you guys? Oh my god! Oh my god! Have you ever done that thing 
where you face away from the, the, the stage and you just listen. We did that at camp. Can everyone turn around? Can everyone turn around? Can, I mean, you see where this is going, right? Yeah. Can everyone, people started turning and they're like, we don't want to. And it was this thing of like, guys, come on. And it, and it was just like, she abused her power. And had, oh no. Like, like she finally just went, all right, all right. All right. I guess it was dumb, I guess it was dumb. And like went and did a song. Like, it was awkward. Yeah, yeah. It, me being one of like five dudes there, I was like, yes. oh, I can't spit. I'm not judging. I'm sure I would have done the sit, maybe. But yeah. it was just watching an artist push it, really yeah. push it too far and in the favor of what they wanted, not what the audience wanted. Yeah, yeah. there. it's funny uh, because it's like, and she could have parlay, you know, like it's it's a bummer that she took it so poorly. <laughs> You know, it's like, you know, like, you know, right, whatever. It's like, because if you've yeah. ever seen Jonathan Richmond play, you oh, know, yeah. from the Modern Lovers, it's like, he'll like, it's like, I was dancing in a lesbian bar. And then like, he's like, hey, you know what? And he'll stop the song, one of his like big songs. And he'll just start like, you know, me and Lou Reed one time. Oh, and like, God. they're coming over here. And like, it's just like, and then he'll just go into the middle of another song. And you kind of accept it because you, it's like, you're just following along and seeing the thing in its entirety. Uh, yeah. Where it's like. It's like, and you know, if someone was upset about it, it doesn't matter. This guy is like just beaming pure joy and, and fun. Oh yeah. oh yeah. And he's a great example because I love how he was, when they talk about that scene back then with like CBGBs and the Ramones and the talking heads. And like, you know, you had like, if you let's, let's just take those two acts. You got the fucking, you know, one, two, three, four, like crazy fucking, uh, mm -hmm. you know, uh, four chord fucking yeah 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 rock and then you have super art 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 pop rock right and then you have jonathan richmond singing his like basically like young man folk rock in yeah a, it's kind of like know? it's like doo-wop folk of some yeah, sort exactly. you know, like... my point is it's whatever he was doing what he liked and like everyone in that scene is like yeah no one really got like what he was doing but we like dug him yeah like he was around and i was like i always love that where it's like because i've been that person throughout my life that's like been afraid to share like the thing I really like or something that I will, you know, a thought or whatever. Just, yeah. I was afraid. I, I, you know, I always wanted people to like me. So yeah. You know, yeah, I yeah. Respect when people are just like, I just like this thing, you know, yeah. like when they're unapologetically them right. and, and, you know, it's, it's funny. Cause I think about, I've been reading so much, uh, you know, Carl Jung and the, about the shadow self and all this stuff. And then, you know, that pure thing of just, you hate, uh, what you hate in someone else is like what you're afraid of, uh -huh. you know, which is true inside of you. And, um, and it was always, I, the thing that I hated the most was confidence. I would just be like, they're so cocky. That's what I would always say. They're yeah, so cocky. Yeah, yeah. And uh, like, it's like, and it's just because I so desperately wanted to have confidence uh -huh. and I just could not bring myself to do it because of, of something I'm sure I'll figure out as I, you know, as I continue to do the work, you know, uh-huh. But yeah. like, uh, you know, it's just, you know, just going to the therapy and going and, you know, I got diagnosed with ADHD last year, which was a, a wild thing because I was like, no, I, I don't have that. I've done so well. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's like, it's like Conan getting diagnosed, dosed as, as, uh, as suffering from depression. I mean, going, yeah. no, I, I suffer from anxiety and they're like, that's the same thing. Yeah, you know, no, exactly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's, uh, and it's, it's super wild to kind of, you know, think about just like it's like it's like oh so like it's like you know i felt i was so afraid 
Mm -hmm. of like because like it's like my every time i talked or like i would go two steps three steps too far in a conversation yeah and it would confuse people so like i i thought i was like i thought it was just weird and so like i got quiet Ah. because it's like because like every time i would like join in it was always a little too far a little too off to the side because my brain would hop over too fast wow on a tangent but i wouldn't bridge the gap Oh, that's fascinating. Whoa, yeah. Wow, wow. And so then you kind of go like, oh, well, like it's everyone's always confused when I talk. So like it must I must be weird. So I'm not going to say anything. I'm going to kind of quiet that down. Yeah. When it's like I wish someone would have told me as a as a kid. I mean, I I, I feel like I, I've, I've definitely had that in my life to some mm-hmm. extent, too. I wish someone would have told me as a kid. Hey, you know, people like people who like themselves, mm-hmm. you know, and so you should just, you know, not to say, uh be like wow i'm so fucking amazing to people but like you gotta like yourself you got it you have to accept love even uh and most importantly from yourself Mm -hmm. uh which is you know super well because you could love you can put it out but then if you do that if you just do that that's codependency you know yeah i i had i had uh you know you think (laughs) one of the biggest lessons i've learned getting into my late 40s is like you know you you I always say to myself, yeah, you never stop learning, but it's like, I'm still learning that. I still have to relearn that because I'll, I'll think, oh, I, I, oh, that thing I used to do, I'll never do it. And I did a show at the, have you, have, have you been to the Elysian? Not or, yet. It's, it looks gorgeous from the outside. I'm excited to it's check it out. Cool. It's really cool inside. And it's weird. I love being in there because when I live you know, down the street in my shithead bachelor pad, you know, Alessandro, that's right. Uh, I was, um, I would drive past that, you know, Shakespeare Company, a frog town. Like, what the fuck? What is this? Is this for real? I always wanted to go and I never did. And so to be in there, I did um, Amy Miller's show uh, and uh, uh, called Worship. And um, I, you know, I had a, I liked my set. I, I think I did well, but it was a lot of young people going, ha, 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 you know, like kind of yeah. like, okay, you know, but I know I lost him on several points and I, I was talking to a younger comic that I had coffee with and he was cracking me up cause he was calling it. He was like, he was like, uh, is very, I don't want to, I think I've, I've mentioned him on the show a couple times, but, um, he would, he described that he was like, he was like, Oh, did they have that, um, uh, uh, sober virgin energy? They do. <laughs> He's talking about people, his age, you know, yeah. he was ripping on them. And, uh, and I, I was laughing. I was like, oh, cause, you know, because I was making fun of the theater a little bit. And they're kind of like, hey, like crossing their arms. You, you know, know, it's funny. And I, like, and I, had an, I had a bit about saying yeah. something. Me and a girl I was on a date with who I love to death and we're still friends, ripping on each other. And I ripped on her. And it was a stupid thing. I like, I, you know, just like I hit her with kind of a low blow. And she went even lower. And I was like, that's where she stole my heart. Because she said something that was so gross, almost made me barf. But the thing I said to her, the audience kind of went, hey, like you don't yeah. say that to a woman. And I'm like, okay, listen, kids. You know, so it's like, <laughs> it was not a bad set, but it was a, definitely a learning experience where I'm kind of adjusting, adjusting, adjusting. Yeah. So I get off stage and I was like, huh? And I, I had just been hanging out with Atsuko and she was like, um, uh, she was like, she's like, great set. And I was like, ah, thanks. I would have done, I don't know, I didn't love it, but I appreciate it. And then I got home, I was like, you asshole, just take the fucking compliment. Just take it. Because even she said, she was like, no, I love the, the, I ended with this dumb fucking bit I do about critical race theory. (laughs) And 
you know, you're like, I thought that was so funny. And I was like, oh, thanks. And I went, I got home and I texted her. I was like, I am so sorry. I did the thing I never, I hate when people do. And I've always hated it where you go, no, no, I know you liked it, but I didn't. It's like, yeah, off. just take the damn compliment. And of course, in the moment, I wasn't thinking about that, but it's like, I thought I was done. I thought I was done doing that forever. You know? Yeah, yeah. But you clocked it like and yeah. probably way faster than you ever did before. Um, it's yeah. so funny that thing you talk about, like being like an older guy in a younger scene. I remember mm. I was so excited when David Tell came to do the meltdown. Oh, yeah. And like um, that's what he immediately he just started making fun of it, like the venue. And, you know, you know, that crowd, they were dedicated to that show and to that venue. And like they were a bit upset that he did that. And he like quickly was like, oh, I guess I, you know, the hipster like and like. It's like, uh, and some kid was just like, we're not hipsters. We just love this place. And he was like, oh, okay. And then like he pivoted and like went into some like quick jokes and like, recovered. Yeah. But it was weird because it's like he wasn't met with aggression. He was met with like just like an honest, like an honest thought. Yeah, I get it. But at the same time, you can have a sense of humor about it, kids. Oh, know? yeah. They totally, they totally could. They, I mean, they were, they were very, you know, they were very sensitive and, well, I, and beautiful. And I yeah. I, 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 I think we I, mean, I liked it. I, I enough, liked it. I laughed. Yeah. Well, we I would I think we have enough comics going. Everyone's so sensitive. It's like mm. okay, stop. Uh, you know, like so I'm not going to be that person. But I mean, Atel, one of his specials, he is in a giant theater. He literally goes, "I'm bombing." Yes. He has a premise that didn't. He just says it. I'm just like, is that Captain Miserable? Is that the one after that? I can't remember. I think it's Captain Miserable. Yeah. yeah. And it's like he's not. But you know, it was. Like, well, did you ever see the uncut Mitch Hedberg Comedy Central half hour? No. It's if you can find it was on the DVD of like strategic grill locations or something like that, but it was from his half hour set um, on Comedy Central. And, you know, it's funny because like in the when the way I remember watching it on TV and Deanna always talked about this too, where it's like, it's like, you know, they cut to commercial and then they come back and he's like sitting down like all of a sudden, like, and you and think that's so funny. But then like, uh, like when you see the uncut version, it's like, like a bunch of jokes were bombing and he's like oh boy this is my shot and then he like he, <laughs> he, he like crumples onto the like maybe i'll just sit down for the rest of this time like oh, it's, it's like and you realize like it's like the way we saw it was like we're just like what look at all these choices this guy made uh, and it was just because he was like he felt he felt he was bombing and ruining his chance at funny having a good set oh god yeah, yeah but it, you know it's all that stuff it's like you know we can't know that stuff at the time. It's you know right. I you know I I think it's uh, that thing you were talking about earlier too. Just uh, you gotta like yourself and also like uh, you gotta. I remember I had a bit of a time a few years back of just like uh, I got bitter because like uh, yeah. I was working so much on all this stuff that you know was just and then like when it ended I thought that was gonna roll into yeah a bit of like a just like at least like a, a creator break where I could just kind of like. Yes course i was like i was like now this is what this is the point in careers where stuff just starts to happen for a little bit then i can get back to doing stuff and and it was like you know like i did a bunch of shows like uh and then like my dad died and i like did a tour and then like i was like done and then nothing and i got bitter and it was and then like and i think that like it's like maybe there was a little bit of a gap but i like surely extended it by being upset about it sure oh dude i did the same thing uh, tw- 2013 no. into, into 14. I did. I definitely did that. I, I, and I, and I, I immolated so many things in my life that I should have held on to, including my now wife, you know, yeah. Uh, and, yeah. you know, I, I just was, I was, I was not, I was, I was, a. I, I don't know about the worst, but maybe. Well, you know, I remember, I remember you then too. And, and like, it's like, uh, and it was, 
I think, you know, I felt, I felt sympathetic towards you just cause it's like, um, it's like, yeah, you were doing all the right things that we are told. Like you, you see everyone else and you're like, it's like, and then this happens. And then you don't think about all the people that, that also didn't happen for, you know, it's not, yeah. it's not a rule. Um, yeah. and, and I like, it's like, I remember, um, uh, I like was hanging out with you. I can't remember where we were, but we were doing something. And then like, um, I ran into a friend I was like, Oh, I was just with a uh, Matt. And he was like, Oh, how's he doing? And like, I was, I was like, he's good. I think he's feeling a bit scrambly. Like, uh, like, wow, yeah. And like, I, it's because like you, like it wasn't spiraling, but it was just this thing where it's like, and I, and I, and I know it now just cause it's like, I've, I've gone through it. of just that, like, yeah. wait, like reality is a bit shifted for you in that moment. And you're just yeah. kind of going like, but what? So, uh-huh. I, like wait what i did the thing and then so it's, now it's not like and then you kind of when yeah. you're caught off guard usually humans first response is kind of in, in anger oh, you know that's mine. and so you kind of start to look for all these mm-hmm. things and, and yeah. then it just comes off as you know bitterness and and yeah. i know that that's what it was for me oh i mean same and and i look back and the things i would change the most are like uh, after i had that first disappointment with the the thing that didn't go uh twice with me and Kyle, I mean, I should have checked in on myself. Like, you know, Kara has always been such a positive force in my life, even though she's like, people see her as this incredibly serious person and stuff. And like, you know, cause she definitely has resting bitch face, you know, like, (laughs) like, you know, but she's super funny. She is super funny. You know, you know, you know, people know that, but like, she was the one who, when I got that first disappointment, called me and was like, do you want to just go to like an all inclusive pl- resort in Mexico and just sit around and drink by the pool? And I was like, yes, because I what I've only turned a, told a couple people this. My plan when when I hung up the phone, when it was like, it's dead and it's not coming back. This thing you've been working on for a year and a half that they've told you is going to go, is going to go. Is yeah, gonna go. I was going to just going to drive in the desert until I found a bar and get a hotel near it and probably die. I don't know what I would yeah. by myself, yeah. not tell anyone where I was going. The, the rule you never break. That's how the rule you never break. Die. Yeah. So, you know, the ultimate and, Irish goodbye. Jesus. And so she she was going to do that. But I, it's also, I even then I didn't check in with myself. I didn't go, I need to go to therapy. I need help. I need to deal with these feelings, you know. Uh, and then there were mistakes after that, of course. But yeah. if I just would have gone, I'm really sad. I'm angry as shit. I'm going to hurt myself in some way, probably through alcohol. Mm-hmm. I fucking need to talk to someone and I didn't, you know, I didn't even think about therapy back then. So it's like, that's kind of, I have a lot of regrets from there, but like, that's the one I'm like, fuck dude, just check in, check in with yourself. You know? Yeah. I, I was thinking about this recently and I was talking to Jeselnik about it and how it's kind of, he's the one who said to me, not to cut you off. He was like, oh, I remember yeah. he was the one who, who said to me, he's like, he's like, you just can never get bitter. Yeah. You know? And I'm like, yeah, and I got bitter for sure. You did, and you're like, you just said you got bitter. When yeah. you said I got bitter, that's who I thought of because yeah, he yeah. said that to me. Sorry, go on. He also, but he also got bitter at a point, like you right. know, too. It's like it's like, and we all have those moments. And I remember even Dimitri Martin telling me like he got bitter on yeah. his show, like and it's a, uh, and it's um and and regrets it. And then, of course you hear that from someone and you just don't take it in. But you know, um, <laughs> I think I, it was like a couple of years ago. Jessel and I were talking about how it's like how kind of you know messed up comedy can make you because it's you know more so like the whole every kind of business can when you really just dedicate your life to it but you know we we all come in and we're pretty young and then when we get attention from like a version of ourselves that we've put on stage yeah uh and then once we have that attention we kind of crystallize that person that we are in that moment 
we encase ourselves in amber because we go, I got to stay this way because this is what's getting me attention in this business that I want to be a part of. Yeah. And then you, and then, but you keep on aging and right. then it right. starts to like all this arrested development just starts to continually and progressively and cumulatively fuck up your life yeah. and your mental state because it's like, cause you're, you're like, no, I got to stay in this pocket because I'm the guy that does this. Like, yeah. you know, for me, I was like, I was like, I'm the girlfriendless, like sad sack, hipster, like <laughs> drunk, you know, floppy kid. Like, uh, and I, and I just stuck with that for so long and it like you know having to now like you know as i started getting older i was just like i was like i gotta i can't be this like man child anymore i have to uh, yeah. like i need to grow in in so many ways i can't hold on to the like the even the avatar that i made for myself the the floppy hair the you know the dark glasses the plaid shirts like it's like i really just i wore a an entire costume i made an avatar and yeah and i yeah. like the past few years has just been trying to you know shred that as much as i can yeah, and there, you know, the the that's the other sick thing about this business is people will always remember you as that, you know. Oh and, yeah, 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 yeah. It's like know, that's a big reason I'm like doing a huge pivot, like with a lot of, mm -hmm. like you know, uh, you know, business side of things, like where I I like, I am no longer the same person I was. Yeah. Then when they, you know, I started working with some certain people, and now it's time to, you know, mm -hmm. get yeah. out of there. Yeah, and I mean, I I, I had a, a laugh over the weekend where a guy came to see me in Ann Arbor who'd never seen me before, but he saw me because he just, on a lark, watched Big Dumb Animal, which I recorded in 2014. And I make a joke about how- That's a good being, special. Being thankful. I mean, if I got to pick one, that's probably my favorite, but it was like, I was in a massive state of upheaval and, and denial at the same time, but that doesn't matter. Nobody knows, you know, it's the fucking swan kicking yeah. like a motherfucker under the water and on top, I'm in control. <laughs> and, and, but like, he, he, he was like, in that bit, you're, you're talking about you're 39, you're 47, and you're talking about how you're single and you, you miss someone and now you're married, you have a kid. I'm like, yeah, dude, a lot can happen in eight years, dude. You know? Yeah, it's eight years a long time. And, yeah. And, and he was kind of like, he's like, well, fuck, I'm glad I came, man. It's cool to see, you know, I mean, fuck better that than that special i'm like i'm happily married i love my kid and like this one i'm like yeah fuck that i'm uh hate that bitch you know yeah 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 where am I? being a parent sucks right you know like yeah yeah <laughs> fucking flip that's such a that's a great perspective like yeah. it's like, it's like mean, the guy the guy who who's been open for me on the in, in the midwest a lot is a guy named alex price who's super funny and he's um this giant dude who like his day job he works the door at a bar in indianapolis and he uh he's basically california sober he doesn't drink anymore he just smokes you know, weed dope and just, yeah. but like you know he's got his head on his shoulders and he's got all these horrible stories about opening for people mm. and like we drove together from like columbus to cincinnati let's get breakfast you know we get long grade and stuff he's a funny dude and um he was talking about one guy he went on the road i'm not gonna say the name but he's pretty famous and he you know just got out of rehab again mm. one of those guys who probably never talks about it on stage or anything but like alex was working with that guy and was like oh like how what a nightmare that was kind of dealing oh. with this person who was just completely impersonal and kind of a shit and he's one of those dudes who's kind of a jock type yeah um, yeah you know, like as we talked as you said age comes for us all yes yeah you know? and uh you know, part of his persona stay, which is like, I'm kind of a shitty guy or whatever. And it's just like, work with that. I was like, oh, and like, 
God bless anyone who's gone through rehab and is taking care of their lives, but it's just with that guy, it sounds like, uh, oh, is that court ordered? It was court ordered. Court ordered. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Was it, uh, yeah. It wasn't your choice? <laughs> is it, it was, uh, so that was a, a contingent on yes. you getting the amount you got from the divorce. Yes, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I had to go to rehab. Guess I want to see my kids. <laughs> I, I guess I want to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's know. that guy that's still like, you know, it's the kind of guy that still says, uh, so, Anyway, I, I think I had a real breakthrough with my shrink. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's a dude in Chicago who always wore a suit on stage who was like the conservative comedian. That was like his thing. And he was like all of our ages and stuff. And, you know, that was, of course, the bits just went like even his even his his premises. He'd be like, yeah, my wife, wife and I had a kid. You know, we didn't do any of that. That dumb Lamaze crap. And I remember the audience being like, that helps her have less pain. <laughs> what, what's, the, what's the hippie shit what that's not that's yeah. great that's breathing technique yeah, <laughs> yeah. no we, we just put a we put a ladle stick in her mouth and just yeah. had her chew down on that i just poured schlitz on her pussy <laughs> <laughs> sorry um <laughs> schlitz is the right even yeah. though i know you did it because of midwest maybe but it is the perfect it's the perfect beer for that like because just, just the sounds, sound of it is so perfect yeah it just sounds like a shitty german family that escaped and uh, started there <laughs> the schlitz brothers yeah yeah um, so do you get asked i asked everybody on the show this do you get asked advice i, I think you you do because i remember uh one of, one of the things you mentioned you're not a part of we know what that is it's a certain podcast and stuff because mm -hmm. you do your own thing and stuff but from doing that, I know a lot of dudes would ask to hug you after shows. I know that yeah. was something you were like, okay, how yeah. many guys or people, I should say, am I going to have to hug? It's a lot. Um, it so is. Yeah. It's like uh, people are very, people are like me and you, I feel like people are real, generally really comfortable with, and that can be a, a, generally it's more a good thing than a bad, but sometimes mm -hmm. there are those times where it's just like, you're getting too familiar. So do you get people who are asking who are like, so how do I, Jonah, how do I get what you have without doing yeah. the shit you did and going through everything you've done? How do I? Yeah. I mean, it's like, um, you know, they, uh, they do. It's, it's funny. And it's like, and I don't really have ever any good advice showbiz wise, because I feel like it's been just this, you know, I just started and I started trudging along. So I told people, it's like, I don't know. I started doing stand up and work, you know, leaning towards the things I wanted to do, but it is you know odd and then you know some people ask me well how do i get to do like you know how do i get to a position where i'm you know like hosting mystery science theater i go hey look, <laughs> listen like even when i was start like that wasn't even a possibility and the fact that it happened is a is a it's a fluke you know it's a it's just a yep. it's a thing and so there's no singular thing you could do to get to and that was always the worst part about the early interviews was like you know talking to guys that look almost exactly like me going like you took my dream job dream job dude and I was like, oh, have you been doing stand-up for 15 years and comedy and writing? And, you know. Yeah. You, but I, it's you like, made your friends laugh while you were all very stoned? Yeah, okay. yeah. And Great. it's... Uh, and they were friends. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but, like, the idea of, like, um, yeah, they, they ask for advice in a way. And it's a... But they just almost kind of just want, you know... And I think this is kind of how I feel about it, about it sometimes. It's like, they just kind of want you to tell them it's going to be okay. Yes. Yes, I mean I've said this on the show uh, a few times, but there's a guy. There's a guy in Chicago who is who's named T.J. Jagodowski. He's one of the mm -hmm. guys on the Sonic commercials. You know him. Yeah. You know, one of those dudes who you're like, okay, I, you know, you, 
Here, here's the here's if there was a gladiator ring for improvisers, choose your champion. I choose TJ. Like that. That's he, what I, I, everyone I've ever heard say. Yeah. Yeah. He's just uh, uh, John Roy put him. He's an android program to yes and. Like, <laughs> you know, the way he thinks, and he has a tattoo on his arm that says "You know," and what it means is is like you know what you're supposed to do. Yeah. You know, like you're gonna ask me, but you know. Yeah, you know, yeah. Like, we all know what we should be doing or what we really want to be doing. Sometimes we don't want to take that step or we don't want to admit it. So half the time when people call in for this stuff, it's like they just want someone else to go, which I'm more than happy to do that with my guests. If it's someone who's like, you know, my husband's emotionally abusive. Should I leave? It's like, yeah, get the fuck out. Yeah. Yeah. You know, because I more often than not have comics or writers on here who don't we're not beholden to anyone but us. Mm -hmm. We don't work for a major corporation and be like, well, I um you know, Mattel can't take a stance on it. <laughs> you know what I mean? The tweets are my like, own. Yeah. I mean, it's it's come out now uh, as we, but it, by the time this airs. But I had um, uh, Brian Simpson on last week, super funny comedian. And he used to, he was, he's been homeless. He was in the military. And this, this person just went on about this, this neighbor, this neighbor they have that is not happy with them being a gay couple, a lesbian couple, Lizzie and and purposely takes his dog to shit on their lawn and stuff, and, like mean to them and stuff. And after the call, Brian just goes, "Kill him." <laughs> and it's, I'm a hundred percent using that as the clip. Yeah. To, uh, watch watch this episode because I fucking fell out. You yeah. Know? Like they, so it's so you know. If someone you understand what I'm saying, it's like yeah, supposed to be well, yeah, yeah, comedy, comedy, comedy. So, all right. That said, I don't listen to any of the calls first. We have three, uh, but uh, I, I love just kind of the moment of we're both listening to this at the same time. Yeah, Here we fucking go. So, love you're it. ready for the first call? Let's do it. Okay, let's roll it. Man. Hi, Matt and guest. Um, sorry, don't know who the guest is this week, but I am sure you're lovely. Uh, I'm a 25-year-old woman. I work as an engineer, and I have a form of arthritis. Uh, my problem is that when I have flare-ups or bad days, I like to use a cane, but I look like an able-bodied young woman. Um, so I've been getting away lately with working from home for the most part, so I haven't brought my cane into the office so not a lot of people know that I have arthritis um, before this week. So um, yesterday I went into the office for the first time with my cane because I was having a bad day, bad pain day. And I made it through most of the day without any awkward questions. Um, but right as I was leaving, stumbled into an office happy hour where about – 15 of my coworkers were, including my, like, quote-unquote, big boss, um, who loudly in front of a pretty decent group of people just said, hey, so uh, is this a new thing? And I froze up because I don't like the attention that the cane brings me. I don't, like, that's basically why I just haven't been walking around with it in the office is because I want to avoid the questions and I want to avoid any attention it brings. Um, so him asking me this in front of a decent group of people kind of threw me off guard and I could not handle myself and just fumbled through my words and didn't know how to explain really. Um, so my 
question for you is, do you have a, like, is there a way you think I can explain myself that doesn't give too much away, um, or, like, do I not need to explain myself? I, I just don't know what to mm-hmm. say. Um, I also don't know if my boss is being unprofessional. Um, but, yeah, so any advice you may have, thanks. Bye. Kill him. Kill him. Kill that guy. Um, thanks for sharing that with us. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, go ahead, John. Um, you know, it's a, I, I can't, you know, uh, I can, I can only try and empathize with the, the situation. Um, um, but if, if this arthritis is a part of your life, um, it means it's a part of you and, um, it's, you know, like if you embrace the cane, I know a friend that had a, a, you know, uh, his ankle got crushed, uh, when he was skateboarding. So he kind of needed a cane and, you know, he got a nice cane that he liked and Mm -hmm. he used it. And, um, and people would, you know, like at the time, you know, it was like, Hey, what's up pimp? Was that your pimp cane? That kind of stuff. Um, and, um, and it's a, it's a thing where it's like, he just kind of, he's like, was like, I gotta have it anyway. And so why would I, Why would I feel the need to, it's like, and it was kind of like a bad thing where it's like he ate it on his board and his, and his ankle ah. slipped under a car that went over. Ooh, like, oh so it's God. like, yeah. And it was just this thing where it's like, you know, he was, it was, it was a thing that was completely his fault, completely avoidable if he wasn't trying to be so gnar. And, um, and, you know, so he just said, I had to, he's like, he, you know, he just embraced it because it was now a part of who he was. And, um, and I think that's, uh, um, that's something it's like, and you, you had you said you had a hard time explaining it, but at the same time you explained it so nice and clearly to us, which I know is a different situation. It's not public; it's just on a phone. But it's like, a, but I was totally just like, yeah, you have arthritis, and you, you know, and you mm-hmm. need a cane. It's a and I and I get it. And so you know, the everybody is different. Yeah. And I as think- far as your boss, I think that's a guy, like, just you know, he probably has like impulsivity. If he's a boss, that means he's like kind of like this guy that just like sparks off on what's ever in his head and he wanted to just like make you feel comfortable about is this your new thing um and i you know i can't i always assume the best out of anybody i can't assume it was malicious it was just him being a mistake and i think if you brought it up to him he'd probably be i understand and that was a bad move on my part everybody always appreciates when someone's like hey can i talk to you about something and they just tell you how they really felt and Mm -hmm. you go oh god now i feel so i feel bad even if he's like i feel bad but i'm so glad i know you always want to know if you're a good person, I'm going to give him yeah. the benefit of the doubt and think he kind of just Michael Scott at the moment a little bit, you know, and yeah. try to be like, I'm a fun boss. We're, we're a family. I can say anything. And it's yeah, like, it's happy hour. Not, you know, it's uh yeah, it was, it was not, you know, this is all secondhand me going, looking at the, the, the facts on a page. I didn't know the feel of the room, anything, but my first inclination was like, Ugh, fuck that guy. But it's like, I don't know, you know, but I think you saying, I felt it made me feel really, like the other and I, I fumbled and I felt silly and, and, and trying to explain myself because it is having, I mean, uh, being there's, I wish I had a term for it. I don't want to say disabled or diminished or whatever, or like having to use a cane or whatnot. You know, I mean, I had, I had an, a minor knee injury when I went in for, uh, 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 when I tested in front of the network heads for mad TV and I came in the room on crutches and they started laughing and I was like, guys, like this isn't a character. What would it be? Yeah. A hurt yeah. guy 
Her you know, guy. I don't have an eye patch and a, and a and a fucking umbrella hat on or something. Like it's not a silly thing. And and it happened again at a, a, a I was that same weekend. I went to a a big comedy festival in this giant theater. I come out on stage in crutches and they started laughing. And it was like, is that how we? But that was an indicator. That's how we treat someone who needs something to get around. They're they're something to be point at the very least pointed out. Yeah. Not necessarily laughed at. So it's like you kind of go and look, you know. This is how that made me feel to him. A, it helps him. B, it helps your relationship. And it's not something that's simmering under the surface anymore. And now, now it's it's handled to some degree. And also, yeah. to what Jonah said, it's a part of you. You should be proud of that cane because that's you. There's there's you know there's there's only gonna be one you ever, and that's part of you and and what you got going on. So it's like like him kind of being like, oh, is this a new thing? You know, if you were Let's say drinking like they were, you might have gone dark and been like, uh, no, yeah, I got arthritis and it's fucking rad, dude. It's awesome. Have you ever had it? Uh, I need a cane to get around. Pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, um, and it, and it I, made him look like a schmuck and maybe lose your job. But like, yeah. it's, you know. you know, I, um, I was really, you know, I'm, I'm six foot five and I was like, you know, uh, a bigger kid growing up and I never wanted attention mm -hmm. from like my body. And right. it's, I was in a position that where everyone paid attention to me because of that. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, it's like, yeah. but it's like, you know, and I, that made me not want to play sports because it's like, no, it was this like thing that, that it's like, this is what you should be doing. Yes. And I just, all, and like, and just like bullies, you know, being a white kid in Hawaii, like, it's like that kind of thing of like, I was a, I, like the attention of my body made me want to diminish it completely. Of course. Of course. Um, I was years for like shamed in my body. I like diminished my height. I hunched over. I, you know, I, uh, baited myself in any situation, you know, just like mm -hmm. kind of, yeah. and, um, I'm only now starting to like, realize like the, the damage of just not accepting, like, and I know it's like, it's like, I can't compare, you know, being tall, right. which everyone, like everyone says is I wish I was tall, but like, and yeah. to having arthritis as a, uh, as a younger person, but like just, um, not ha I'm realizing just having any shame about the way your body is and how it is, yeah. is a, is a, a it, it could really, you know, it could be devastating to you mentally. So Absolutely. I think just ownership is, is the best way about it. It is. Yeah. So thanks for calling caller. Basically I would say have the talk. Yeah. Have the talk. Yeah. 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 And if he doesn't appreciate the talk, he should, but if yeah. he doesn't, that's a bad dude. <laughs> it's a bad dude. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. Hope that helps. Uh, caller number two. Hey, man. this is Ross calling from Nashville. Uh, Loved your show here. Can't wait to see it come out on special whenever that gets released. Uh, had a question oh, for you. Since you uh, have been a comedian for a while, you've done a lot of comedy clubs and bars and things like that, I'm sure. Uh, I am really interested in opening a craft beer bar here in Nashville. Uh, one of my passions. Really love it a whole lot. Not sure if you're into that scene or not. But uh, anyway, my question is, uh, just for some advice on what kind of stuff you would like to see in a, in a bar, like what kind of, uh, again, I want to do craft beer, but as far as like fun things to do, uh, trivia nights, things to get people in, what kind of food to serve uh, along with beer, uh, and just advice for, you know, things to do to, to get people to, to come out and have a good time. Uh, any advice would be appreciated. Thanks, man. Okay, off the top of my head, I would say make sure that it's 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 clean, you know. Uh, just always, you know, make sure that like you're keeping up with 
you know, some places I've gone, it's like, this place is dusty. Like, <laughs> it's new. I'm fine with a dive bar being dusty, but like, make sure it's clean. And also just like design and uh, have it reflect the style of what you like. I think, you know, look what, look, go all the places, go all the places that you, where they serve craft beer and see what, you know, they're into. I could tell you what I like, but it might not be what, what you like. I'm off the top of my head, just because this is something of a comedy podcast and we got a pretty heavy one before your call. Um, I would have, uh, like with a, a gilded frame, um, in quotes, uh, IPAs taste like you're sucking on a wet couch, Calcanane. I would have that on the wall. And I like IPAs. I just think that would be fucking hilarious. And it'd show you have a sense of humor about, cra about craft beers because they are so, like, divisive. They are so 40-something white dude. I like Pearl Jam. You know, like, so maybe deviate from that a little. But if you're not that, if you are that, make fun of it. Or, you know, have something that's just makes people, because you're there for fun. Yeah. Uh, it, uh, a beer nerd who all he or she talks about is beer and they don't have a sense of humor is kind of annoying nerd. It's like, you're drinking fun juice. Yeah. Like, can you just, it, this is for fun. This is, you know, so that's off the cuff my advice. I do see them pop up everywhere I go, you know, with the point where there are times, I, mean, I was in Boise, Idaho, and I was like, Fuck, I just wish I could spend the day bouncing from, you know, little brew pub to brew pub, but I wouldn't, my show would be horrific. <laughs> but I'll have like one here and then I'll go to the show, you know, and then I just got to pick the right one kind of thing. Yeah. But I love them. I think they're, I think they're a lot of fun. I, last thing I'll say, I, I remember when I, first time I, I, uh, I did an interview thing at um, JFL Toronto for Pandora Radio, where it was just me and another comic kind of talking like we're backstage. And I had Gavin Matz on, you know, who's basically at least 20 years younger than me. And I was just like, uh, I was like, so what should we talk about? You know, and he's uh, like, since we're both, you know, older dudes. And he's like, I don't know, what, craft beers? And I'm like, I love them. And like, we were laughing. I was like, that's such a freaking zing. But it was, yeah. you know, so uh, I don't know. I, I, think, I think maybe try to appeal to the youth a little bit, but just... Uh, you know, because I don't see a lot of places do that, but at the same time, just don't sacrifice you. You got to do what you like to do. Yes. Yeah. Or do what I want. Okay. So you're going to need flights. Yeah. You want to have the micro brews. You want to have the taps. Uh, so you're going to, you know, you want that stuff, but you're also going to want canned stuff. Here's uh -huh. the thing. Not everybody's into the, you know, the, you know, the floral, uh, gnarly beers. So you also have to be able to have some of those new hard seltzers out there. You got to have those for the health conscious. Nashville is a metropolitan city with a lot of performers there. They might not want all those extra carbs. You're also going to want to get some of this new natural wine, that little fizzy stuff like Meringue or something uh -huh. like that. You want to get those in there. Not, you don't need a lot. You can just get a couple of them just to have the option. As yes. far as uh, food, you want to be able to have the kind of gnarly, greasy stuff, but you also want to have the health-conscious stuff. Again, Nashville, so you're going to want to have some vegan options. Vegan. Snacks. Chickpeas. Fried chickpeas is a great thing that everyone seems to love. Um, don't do buffalo cauliflower because I don't think anybody in the right mind likes that. Done to death. It's done yes. to death, too. Um, and then you're going to want, as far as uh, uh, you, want a, you want a jukebox, but you want to fill that with everything that you like. Uh -huh. And then have like a page or so of something that everyone else likes. Mm -hmm. um, then you're also going to want to have, uh, yeah, uh, Trivia Night is always fun because it's like it gives people yeah. an excuse to do that. You want to have, you, you can do like an open mic comedy thing. It's good to have, a, a, you know, depending on the size, you can have a, you know, you know, 
like solo musician or you know here's the thing i've been going checking out lately it's a uh, jazz trios at some of these beer bars and it's Ooh. like real easy i saw i went to a place guy brought a stand-up bass small drum kit and a vibraphone and it was an amazing night it I made me feel it. great um and you want to do like movie night things too it's right. like you know it's like get some tvs in there get a projector play some stuff you know do a little double features mm-hmm. uh and that's like to me that's the perfect jam right there is that's that like great. all those things and uh yeah. And I love them. And also, when it, when they recan it, put out, uh, be, be sure to order my beer from Stone, the Notorious P.O.G. Yes. Uh, which is up. a Berliner Weiss um, with a passion orange guava as a nod to my upbringing in Hawaii. From Stone. Yeah, it's, it's it's great beer. And I mean, yeah, I, I second everything uh, Jonah said. It, in fact, I'm glad you brought up the um, the hard seltzer thing because there is a, a brewery uh, in, um, in Massachusetts near... Uh, where Kara grew up, Mere Mansfield, I forget the town, but it's it's loosely known as Shovel Town because the mm-hmm. guy who founded it, and it's a pretty wealthy area. He just invented, I think, the collapsible shovel they used in the army for decades yeah. and became this fucking baron. He was like a shovel baron. Oh, wow. They call the town Shovel Town. So he's yeah. like. So someone town. would always have to say, forget about it, Rake. It's Shovel Town. Yes, that's exactly. Yeah, see, because it sounds like Jake in Chinatown. I just want nice. to make sure. Yeah, I got it. Right, yes. You made a rake. There. Wasn't going to do it until I thought of the Jake Rake thing, so. And why not? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Jake Rake, also my favorite rapper. Yeah, oh, he's good. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, nope, they go by they. That's my bad. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, and they make a tall can hard seltzer that is the best I've ever had in my life. And in fact, and they, they'll come out with different like there's a boysenberry one and there's like a, um, you know, a passion fruit one and they'll just come out in different things. And when my wife and I drove across the country uh, to visit the, the in-laws, visit her parents with the baby, we drove back with it in a compartment in our car that you can't like just like got like warm cans of it and brought back like 50 cans and like spaced it out like special events. Ooh, it's time for some shovel town. Yep. And it's, called, it, it's called shovel bubble. Oh, and, nice. Yeah. Nice. It's like I like that. Great. And I'm not even the biggest heart seltzer guy, but that one is incredible. So yeah. awesome dude. Call or two. Uh, let me know the, 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 like update me, DM me at on Instagram or whatever. Or if you want to call in and be like, Hey, we're breaking ground or whatever. Would love to help promote. I'm glad that you came to the show. Uh, that's awesome. So, um, yeah, uh, and I'm looking forward to you uh, doing a, a, a beer named after me and Jonah. Okay, let's roll. Uh, caller number three. Hey, Matt, my name is Shane. I'm the musician who called in on the Josh Johnson episode, and uh, a couple right things on. occurred to me. One, wow, I sound like I want to kill myself. And two, I really did not give a lot of information. Um, so, and then you mentioned you really wanted people to call back and follow up. So I wanted to let you know that yes, uh, for starters, um, I actually never lived in Nashville. That was my mistake. I uh, just been there a few times for work and loved it. But um, I was drinking then and don't drink anymore. Right. So the music might be worse if I go back, I'm thinking. <laughs> uh, I actually live in Norfolk, Virginia and have been making it work lately. I... Uh, I'll probably move to L.A. in like a few years when I have some good money saved, but I actually have a guy here who's the dopest producer. Um, I don't think I really need to go anywhere. Um, just going to use the power of the Internet and network until something gets picked up. You know, mm-hmm. I just finished a great pop record with that producer that I told you about, and I'm really proud of it. I'm um, writing oh, some good. of the best Congrats. songs I've ever written lately, so I just have to keep doing that and bide my time while I get past this last roadblock. 
in my life, which is getting my license back, pun not intended. Um, had a DUI back in 2019, but I'm still not drinking. I'm going to finally get my license back next month when I pass the road test. Uh, public service announcement. Virginia is a piece of shit state to get a DUI in. Love you, Matt. Yeah. Can't wait to see you in Richmond. All right. Nice. Okay, cool. Well, I'm Did glad he just you're... run into a friend. Hey. Hey, dude. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, I'm glad he, he called in. Uh, he was kind of just like we had. He was kind of like one of those directionless dudes. It was just yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sounds like he's doing a ton right now. He's doing a ton. Sounds like he's 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 got it together, and so that that's good. But um, on that note, uh, what um, like what have you noticed about yourself lately? You already got into a lot of this but that you've kind of um gone oh this is okay this 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 thing i'm trying it is it is working you know in terms of like your self-reflection and stuff because you definitely went through uh a, a, a lot of changes and not you know the obvious one with you and me the people yeah find your weight yeah um lost you know, weight uh you know got lasik had to get uh glasses because lasik doesn't cure aging apparently uh but I don't have to wear them all the time. Sure. Um, but uh, yeah, and then, um, you know, uh, losing losing my dad suddenly and losing, you know, our friend Neil suddenly. Uh, yeah. Like, uh, you know, a lot of, you know, the past few years has been just kind of nonstop, you know, uh, tearing myself down to uh, like basically wow. like, you know, just trying to get to the root of like uh, what makes me happy yeah. and which, in which way of doing it uh, can make me, you know, the happiest. Uh, and so... And it really is th that thing of just finding out what works and what doesn't and, mm. uh, you know, leaning that way. That's kind of the thing that I've, I've found. And, you know, and all the dumb stuff that always I always felt too cool or thought was too silly or goofy, you know, like just meditation, uh, you know, journaling, yeah. you know, affirmations. It's like, you know, it's it's so it's so silly, but it like uh, but it tends to work it tends to put you in a good spot even yeah. if it's dumb even if you like look at yourself in the mirror and high five yourself and go you got it baby you know uh -huh. like it's like it's like yeah. it's like you know you'll find you'll, you'll find you give yourself like a dumb laugh like it's like you idiot like it's still kind of fun totally. though you know oh, yeah. um and it all all that stuff that feels so silly really does uh tend to help and it's just kind of about it's a you know you don't have to um like like interesting people don't need to be interesting yeah you know they can just be mm -hmm. and then they don't they don't have to prove it yeah no and 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 kind of like settling into yourself mm -hmm. is, is is good because i do think we are in an era where like i remember you you withdrew from a lot of social media mm -hmm. uh and which i was like yeah that's genius and i have to keep myself on something of a schedule that i often fall off of but you know, just to kind of feel better because mm -hmm. these companies are kind of making money off of you not being settled into yourself and not needing them. Yeah. You know, or, need, or I should say not being settled and needing them to fill a hole because we kind of like you push that endorphin button by scroll, scroll, scrolling. Yeah. And at the end, you just feel hollow because yeah. you're just like, oh, no, I should be. I wish I, I wish I, you know, it more often than not is like, God, I wish I liked myself more. I wish I just liked this moment more. And then it's gone and you never get it back. And then a couple of years later, you're like, what was I doing? What was yeah. 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 It's like, it's, it's wasted time really. And it, you know, but it feels like connection. It feels it's, yeah, you know, know, it's a, it's an, a synthetic so, sort of um, 
activity of socializing and going out. You know, you're just right. you're going through right. it. You know, instead of walking with your feet, you're scrolling with your thumb. And and it's uh to just you know like this what this guy did is like clearly he was like kind of lost and he was distracted. You know, his his drinking was getting in the way and right. um and now that he's just like taken that out of the equation, he's just started just working on music and yep. look at that like it's a you know a buddy of mine who got sober recently he said he said like uh no wonder people in the program start to believe in god because it's like when you're not slowly like minimally self-sabotaging yourself all the time things kind of work out and yeah. you just go well it must be divine intervention not the fact that i'm not every every little you know every morning yeah. kind of you know fucking it up well i i i read this interview with um the dude who's on succession and he would oh you know cameron from yeah. Ferris Bueller's, who, who you see in everything now mm -hmm. yeah you know, i just watched that horror movie freaky and he gets yep. cut in half on a, on, a, on a saw blade which is awesome but he good deaths uh, in there good deaths good deaths good deaths i like that guy who made that movie um and uh uh he he his reason he quit drinking years and years ago is because his agent was just because he, he realized he was drinking when he when he would succeed and drinking when he and drinking when he would fail yep which is you're always doing one of the two yeah way you know especially in this business and his agent said to him so what is it is it with you is it have you been drinking a bunch and he's like why he's like well i mean people like you and you're not booking any jobs i, I just took a stab in the dark and he's like oh wow let's try not and he didn't and then then things started rolling for him wow much more because it is that thing where you once it hit a hits a point where it's medication Mm -hmm. And you need it where you're just like, ah, oh, I gotta let off some steam. I gotta, yep. you know, it's I gotta like, take this day in for a landing. Yeah, I've 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 been on, you know, I'm I'm dealing with like a non a non-serious little dumb medical thing. And so I'm kind of just taking like antibiotics and stuff for it and stuff, but it's like I'm not gonna fucking have a couple beers because I don't want to hurt that, you know. Yeah. Like, I just want to be done with this shit. Yeah. Uh that's all. And it's been a few weeks and it's like, oh my god, enough. But it's yeah. like I've been sober all that time, and I'm just like fine you know it's like yeah i would like to have a glass of wine i'd like to have a beer i've been in the i've had a couple sober road weekends which i i, I really dig you know mm -hmm. but it's like i do like a couple after like the last set there or whatever it's it's yeah a fun i mean it's treat. it's a lot of yeah but me not having those it's not i'm not like fucking fuck you know yeah, I yeah, yeah. Like, you're just like bored yeah <laughs> Well, it's like I still, I'm still like hanging out with some people that are kind of drinking, but I'm also like, yeah, I'm gonna cut out. Yeah, it's just yeah. like, so it's, it, it, it just, I've always been afraid of that point, and I've hit that point in my life where I'm just like, this is medication, this is something I'm fucking doing because I need it. Yeah, no, and like, you bake it into work yeah. or social activity, or yeah. you know, it's like, oh, like. Like, that's so crazy. Yeah. Again, tonight, my friend wanted to hang out. Uh, so I haven't seen him forever. Oh, yeah. Like, like, uh, there's a show. Let's go see that show. Or, hey, there's this like, uh, there's a party that it's like, all of a sudden, you're just finding all these things that you can do. And, yeah. I'm, I, you know, I'm, I'm very guilty of that, for sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm just glad we're kind of out on the on the other side to a degree. But it is, it's just constant checking in on yourself. To yeah. make sure, you know, yeah, and yeah. not just, you know, booze is just part of it. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. And don't, you know, don't, don't judge it. Like, you know, that was like a huge change in me where it's a, I would like get drunk and then I would feel bad and then I would like feel guilty and then mm -hmm. guilt turns into shame and then you just feel shame of yourself. And then it's like, I had a therapist just go, she's like, are you going to stop like getting drunk forever? I go, no, no, no. I mean, I'll slow down. And then she's like, well, then stop feeling bad about it when you do it. Yeah, 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 exactly. exactly. And then I ended up drinking less. It was pretty wild. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a lot of it's like just focusing on something else. So yeah, you know, yeah. That guy didn't exactly have a question, but yeah, I thought, well, don't you don't need to move to LA? No, and 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 I mean. I bring up Chad Daniels a lot in this respect where he kind of just wanted to raise his kids someplace mm -hmm. that wasn't super expensive. And so he was just was doing comedy from the Midwest and doing all these clubs. And like now his kids are grown and I think almost at least almost all out of the house. And he's like his career's thriving. He never yeah. really came here, you know, never came here, never came to New York. Tommy Johnigan, Tommy Johnigan moved back. Nate Bargatze moved back. Yep. I think yep. Rory moved back. Oh, did he? I think so. I moved back to South Carolina. You know? Okay. But which also has a huge industry, but like, you know, it's like, so, but oh, Nashville also huge industry and you're close to all these other, you know, music towns and, well, and like, you know, Nate at this point could open the Nashville Nate Bargasey theater. Yeah. Yeah, like, exactly. Arena. <laughs> yeah. It's like he, he is, he, he is, he is re reaching, uh, you know, a Mickey mouse level. Of, yeah. Uh, 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 recognizability is in terms of a standup. Yeah. You know? It's, it's yeah. wild and, and well-deserved. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. He's one of those people I always kind of knew would, would pop because he's so unique. Kind of like when I first knew, first met Hannibal. Yeah. Like, just like, there's nobody like this guy. This yeah. is going to be a big thing. So. I think, and I think Hannibal's moving to um, Nigeria. I think uh, he, it's like he started oh. dating somebody, I think. Oh, really? Yeah. I think he's like just moving out of the country. Yeah. All right. Well, you know, you go from uh, living in New York to buying an entire apartment building in Chicago and then... Um, Moved to Nigeria. Sure. I mean, it sounds like the typical showbiz trajectory. I yeah, think. yeah, I think so. Right. We all become landlords. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny. I am a landlord. So yep. Yep, yes, that's true. That's true. Passive income. Just make sure you treat them right. Oh, always. I mean, shit, man. Last year I had a year of no rent. You know, like that's it, right. Yeah, yeah. Didn't kick nobody out. Yeah. You know, but like yeah. it, 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 it was what it was. But I got landlord relief. Thank you, state of Oregon. <laughs> uh, not for all of it, but fuck, did it help? Um, but yeah, so, uh, I always say this at the tail end, anything you'd like to plug before we go? Um, just, uh, new episodes of mystery science theater 3000 are going to start coming out, um, to the public on the Gizmoplex, which is, there's an MST3K app that you can download on Apple TV, all the other platforms, you know, oh, cool. um, and there's like classic episodes on there. There's a membership stuff. There's going to, you can do a VOD pay-per-view kind of thing when the new episodes come out, but they're, they're really fun. And there's a new crew coming in and they're super great. And, uh, I got to direct some of these episodes and that, so that's that's all i really got is that those coming out for like you know once a month a new episode once a month for the rest of the year and um and awesome. they kind of make them event style so like everyone can kind of watch them at the same time oh awesome and then that's you know do idea. that and then uh just yeah hopefully um there's other stuff i've done that isn't i don't know when it's going to come out so i can't really yeah, yeah. fair yeah. There. I don't want you to plug something and then somehow it gets shit canned or something. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. They cut me <laughs> out. Three years or something. They yeah. cut me out of the new James Bond, but I was... <laughs> I'm the villain. I'm the villain. How are they going <laughs> to... Oh, speaking of, I do have to get to the edit session for Mystery Science Theater. Oh, nice. Well, cool. Yeah. Uh, Godspeed. And uh, thanks for being on the show, man. Really appreciate it. I love it. you, buddy. Let's uh, have a real hang soon Thank when you're me. drinking again and you're cool. Yeah, absolutely. Let me get free of this shit so I can abuse my body the American way. Hooray! Hooray! <laughs> All right, buddy. Talk awesome. soon, man. All right, talk to you soon. Tell Kara I said hello, too. I will, bro. I All will. right, goodbye. Well, that was a blast. It was awesome to catch up with Jonah. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of amazed we didn't get into a lot of uh, how we met or any of that jazz, but the shit we did get into, much more pertinent to the show, and so, I don't know. Uh, that was I was over the moon with how that went. 
Um, but as always, we do need calls. If there's anything that's bugging you, anything you're dealing with, you got a question about anything under the sun, give me a call. Leave a message at 323-763-0228. Don't hesitate. Do it. 323-763-0228. And thanks. This Might Help with Matt Bronger was created and hosted by me, Matt Bronger. Produced by Outer Circle Media. Executive producers Matt Kleinschmidt and Robert Kelly for the Laugh Button Podcasts.